0: Welcome to the Dollars and Cents radio show with your host, accountant and author, Carol Topp, the homeschool CPA. Carol takes confusing topics such as money and business and puts them into clear English. She's ready to share her knowledge with you on today's show. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to the Dollars and Cents show. This is Carol Topp from homeschool CPA. Here with uh, another episode about um, homeschooling for homeschool leaders. I hope I meet some of you homeschool leaders this spring. I will be at three homeschool conventions starting in early April. uh, April 5th through 7th, I will be at the Teach Them Diligently conference in Atlanta, Georgia. Then the next week, April 12th through 14th, I'll be in Cincinnati, Ohio. That's my hometown at the great homeschool convention there. And then again in June through nine, I will be in Columbus, Ohio, just up the road from me a little bit, back at a Teach Them Diligently conference. At all these conferences, uh, I hope to be speaking to you as homeschool leaders or about homeschool co-ops. And I usually end up also speaking about uh, micro business for teens, how to encourage your teenager to start a business. That's kind of my other personality, a series of books I wrote. Uh, I want to continue the podcast series I've been doing here in this springtime about running, starting, uh, and leading a homeschool co-op. I've written a book called Homeschool Co-ops, How to Start Them, Run Them, and Not Burn Out. So that's I'm taking excerpts or portions of the book and kind of talking about them to the podcast audience like you. Last episode, number uh, 113, was about the benefits of being in a homeschool co-op and I imagine you're offering many of these benefits but you might want to think about how you can make your co-op even more attractive by you know increasing some of the benefits that your co-op can offer to homeschool families but the reality is homeschool co-ops come at a cost and there are some disadvantages to homeschool co-ops and maybe we can address some of those and lessen some of those for the families that are involved and for the leaders. I think that sometimes the the distractions or the disadvantages of homeschool co-oping are, well, they're, they're sometimes easy to overcome and sometimes homeschool co-ops are just not right for every family, okay? And you just have to kind of admit that. Oh, by the way, by homeschool co-ops, I mean any gathering of homeschool families together who share some teaching Load or take classes or academic or enrichment classes. That's all I mean. the The homeschool co op can can be all volunteer or it can be some paid instructors or all paid instructors. But I'm going to use the word co op generically to mean any gathering of you know homeschoolers for the purpose of teaching the children. I think the number one disadvantage uh, of homeschool co ops is really not the fault of the co op, but it is really more the burden on the family coming, and that is because they had some expectations. Uh, that were unrealistic, perhaps, uh, or certainly unmet. I believe in going into a homeschool co-op with your eyes wide open. This homeschool co-op will not be all things to all people and will not be all things to you. Um, I really encourage you as a participant in a homeschool co-op and as leaders, encourage your members and especially the newbies to do this, write out what you expect from your homeschool co-op. What do you want most? And keep the list very short, (laughs) like two things. If you list more than two or three things you expect out of your homeschool co-op, you're going to be disappointed because it cannot meet all your needs. Um, if you think that your homeschool co-op offering one hour of math class to your fifth grader will fulfill their math requirement, you, you are going to be disappointed. It's, it's not going to, all right? If you think this is homeschool co-op is going to fulfill all your homeschool needs, it's not going to. You still have to do your part, parents. So And, and you know, as leaders, you need to address when someone has unrealistic expectations that you can't not meet. You know, related to that is the whole idea that a homeschool parent needs to understand when they put their child in a program, they are surrendering some control. (sighs) And sometimes it's very difficult for some parents to surrender control. I mean, one of the reasons we probably homeschooled is because we wanted more control over our children's education or our children's environment. Maybe you rescued that child out of a bad environment um, in whatever school or education system they were in. Um, but now you're you're surrendering control again, back to a teacher, maybe who you don't know, or to a to a program, and you're not sure what it's like. But it takes surrendering control. But sometimes the greatest blessings in life come when you surrender a little bit of control. It's only a few hours a week. Most co-ops only meet one day a week, for the benefit that you get. But But leaders, you need to appreciate that this person is trusting you and and surrendering control can be very difficult for some families, some homeschool moms especially. And some of the conflict that arises is because this person still wants to have some control of you or your decisions as the leader. And that's where a lot of conflict comes in. I think another source of conflict and therefore difficulties in homeschool co-ops is there can be very many different styles, learning styles and teaching styles among the homeschool school co-op teachers and the family. So in fact, you know, if you're a very laid back family and all of a sudden you've joined a co-op that has, uh, you know, very strict start times and uh, end times, uh, strict requirements on what you're expected to do and lots of rules about how you can dress and and things like that, you might find co oping very difficult for you. You you also are going to have to surrender um, and understand that people teach in different styles, right? Um, I remember when my daughter took an Ohio history class at our homeschool co-op and the teacher was having Sarah make uh, clay pots. Okay. And they were studying the native American tribes that settled here in Ohio. And that's why they were making clay pots like the native Americans did. And I remember thinking to myself, well, if I had taught Ohio history, I would have talked about all the presidents that came from Ohio. Ohio is called the birthplace of presidents. Why aren't they talking about the presidents? And I had to surrender control. <laughs> and I had to realize that this teacher had a different teaching style. She was more oriented on hands-on projects. She wanted to take things chronologically. Maybe she was going to get to the presidents, but you know what? I wasn't teaching the class. So If I taught the class, it would have been differently, fine. Then I should have volunteered to teach the class. But since I didn't, I had to keep my criticism of her style to myself. Just because it was different doesn't mean it was wrong. She's actually a lovely lady, and Sarah loved the class. Again, one of the benefits of homeschool co-ops is your child learns from somebody else from you. And Sarah's teaching style, I learned partially through that class, was more hands-on, exploratory, arts, and project-led. And a lot less of sitting around reading books about <laughs> dead precedents. Okay. You know, when in the previous episode, I talked about one of the great benefits of homeschool co-ops is socialization. Your kids can make friends. One of the greatest disadvantages of homeschool co-ops is... Da Yep. Socialization. Your kids are also going to be around kids that you don't want them to emulate. Guess what? That's human nature. I remember, um, oh gosh, there was a, there was a family, a very different style of parenting this mother had than mine. And the, the girls, uh, they were rough and tumble girls, three daughters. They were used to like punching each other in the arm and kicking each other. And that was allowed in their home different style for me I wouldn't allow that in my home but they brought that into co-op and they're punching each other in the arm and kicking each other as they walk down the hallway and I thought oh dear you know this is negative socialization I I did encourage them to stop doing that in public (laughs) you know do it at home but but your kids are going to run into kids that have habits and different ways of behaving than you are raising your kids all right so maybe you can deal with that. Maybe you can obviously talk to your kids later about just because they punch each other. That's not what we do in our family. <laughs> but you know what? For the most part, since co-op is only one day a week and usually only a few hours, the social, the neg- the impact of negative socialization is greatly lessened. That child uh, may get some exposure to negative socialization, but it's not all day, five days a week, folks. Okay. And I think you can manage it and talk to your child about bad habits people have when it's only a few hours a week. I think the most obvious uh, disadvantage of homeschool co-ops is it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you time or it's going to cost you money. And there are many, many homeschool co-ops that are run completely on a volunteer basis. So that's going to take your time. More and more I'm hearing from groups that parents uh, are willing to pay and then not have to volunteer. Well, then that's going to cost you money. <laughs> and some groups have to do a little bit of both. Charge uh, some fees and ask for you to volunteer. It's just the nature of it. I ho- certainly hope that you understand that you no know, matter what kind of fees you're paying, it's a whole lot less in private school. <laughs> and you're probably getting great teachers, a great experience, that typically the costs of being in a co-op are really not terribly expensive when you look at at what you're getting. I was the treasurer of my homeschool co-op for many years, and I remember one time doing a calculation figuring out how many uh, dollars per hour a parent was paying for this education for their child, you know, and we ran for two semesters, and our fees were quite reasonable, even though we did require volunteers, mostly volunteers, and they were paying like less than $3 per class per week. All right, now where else can you get a class for $3 a week? You're not going to find that. So when you look at the costs like that, it's usually pretty manageable. And a lot of homeschool co-ops I talk to also have benevolent funds or they offer discounts for people who, you know, have a financial need or financial challenge. Okay, I want to talk about one other aspect of homeschool co-ops, which can be quite negative, and that is sometimes the the homeschool co-op is too much like school. Actually, this could be a disadvantage or an advantage, depending upon where you lie in the spectrum. But um, some homeschool co-ops are just like school, you know, the kids sit in the classroom, they get out their pencils, they, (laughs) you know, they have homework, everything. And you may be needing to break away from that because your child needs, maybe had a horrible school experience and needs a year or two or more to, you know, whatever, deprogram. Or you may be an unschooler and just chafe at the idea of homeschool co-ops. We, we had an unschooler, um, in my homeschool support group, I don't think they ever joined a homeschool co-op. Or maybe they maybe they did, but kind of, kind of came in and out, didn't commit to it for many years in a row. Um, probably because it was a little too structured for their style of learning. So, you know, again, walk in with your eyes wide open. On the other hand, some people who are pretty loosey-goosey about their homeschooling find that the homeschool co-op offers the structure that they need, you know, to keep on task, to get the class done and get through the book and and things like that. So they they very much appreciate the homeschool co op and someone setting out a syllabus and someone else holding their child accountable to you know do homework and and learn. Learn wonderful things. So those are some of the disadvantages of homeschool co-ops. You know, you may have some unrealistic expectations or unmet expectations. What you hoped it was going to be didn't happen. It's going to cost you time and money. It um, may offer some, you know, unfortunate examples of bad socialization. And for better or for worse, it can be a little more structured than you want or need at your time of life. So you know, I heartily encourage you, if you've not been in a homeschool co-op, to go visit. Go visit uh, for a day or part of a day so you get a feel of what this co-op is like. Um, as a leader, I certainly hope you're offering visitation days or any you know visitors to come and, and see who you are and what you are like. If you uh, have a homeschool co-op in your area but it's not a good fit for you, Well, then maybe you want to read my book called Homeschool Co-ops, How to Start Them, Run Them, and Not Burn Out and Start Your Own Co-op. You can start very small, just five families, maybe 10. Um, You can the book walks you through the basics of what you need to do to start and, and then as it grows, okay? So the book is written for people who want to start small co-ops, run medium ones, or run large ones. You can find the book on Amazon, Homeschool Co-ops, by me, Carol Topp, at Amazon or on my website, homeschoolcpa.com. Well, hey, by the way, while you're over there, Homeschool CPA, Dot com. Make sure you check out uh, uh, blog posts that I have about running a homeschool co-op. There's a lot to learn. Or check out some other podcast episodes. I try to keep these short so they're just a little bit of uh, information at a time. So it's manageable for you to listen to them in short increments. I hope this podcast has been helpful. I hope you'll listen to the others. You can always find them over at Homeschool cpa.com or the ultimate homeschool radio network.com where you'll find lots of other podcasts about homeschooling by homeschoolers we're adding new ones all the time so uh, all to be an encouragement to you so keep up what you're doing you're doing a great job and i hope uh, you are richly blessed by your leading and being a participant in homeschool Thank you for joining the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with Carol Topp here at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. For more helpful information, visit Carol at her website, homeschoolcpa.com.